Hello. Good to see you again, Amber. Hello. Good to see you. How are you doing? I am lovely. Um, finishing a lettuce wrap. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, looks like I got my technical difficulties squared away. So yes, we are definitely live. That's beautiful. Everyone. Hello. It is I, Robbie Rapole, waiting on Dusty Pitstick. He'll be here in a little bit with our honorary co-host, uh, co Amber Morgane. Um, and uh, here today to talk about feelings. Thank everyone from the reinventing site, Guy Aitchison, Gabe Ripley, every single human that's a part of it. Kyle, my man on the inside. So um, I can't remember which, I think it was the newer Spider-Man that came out. Um, the one dude was like, I think his name is Ned. He's like, I'm your guy in the chair. Kyle is my guy in the chair. Uh, yeah. he, he makes sure that all the things go down properly for me. And um, my technical difficulties don't shine too bright. So uh, yeah, today, the well, yesterday he hit me up and he's like, hey, we got we to gotta log you back in everything because uh, one of these situations rebooted itself or some shit. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, cool. so yesterday I couldn't get to it. And we just finished up uh, the bullshit in a very short period of time. I'm so proud of us. My computer started being stupid with the internet. Donna helped me that. I'm proud of her. I appreciate her for that. So Good. my feelings around technology are very frustrating. Uh, and yeah, I hear that. it's nice to have a Donna around, you know? So it's it's good there medusa dusty howdy kids hello hello so as i was saying uh pretty proud of myself got all the tech yeah. figured out. uh kyle's amazing donna's amazing I, I push a couple buttons and they help me figure things out so uh actually holy fuck so i've been sitting in this seat now 26 different times because this is our 26th episode nice and i would say this is one of the first times that i don't really have um pressure on me as i sit down oh you know ah. usually pressure I, yeah i don't know if it's like technology-based pressure where I like feel stressed out about um you know not knowing how to do the technology or if it's time pressure or if it's life pressure but like I'm just sitting down enjoying myself uh and it's not a big deal so or it could be like a combination of those things and then the fact that I've done this enough times now uh, uh that I probably shouldn't feel pressure or stressed about it um, the feelings podcast has become part of my Monday, whereas before it was really hard to make it a part of my Monday because it wasn't a part of it yet. Uh, that was an interesting part of um, doing this, but also everything I'm doing in my life that kind of like 
seems annoying at first and then just like goes really fluid uh, after the fact. Tattooing. Uh, I hated tattooing sometimes because it was really hard and I didn't feel like I did it good. And now I do it very fluidly and it's pretty simple to do tattooing. Um, so it's interesting time we have here, this life we live. So, Dusty, how the fuck are you? Yeah. Sugar Bear? Uh, I'm pretty good. I am getting ready to start on another canvas. I actually finished one. I finished something on canvas for the first time since legitimately probably like 2012. Give me one second, actually. I'll grab it. This is exciting. <laughs> nice. You know, it's kind of like, um, not like he's our baby, but it's like watching your baby, like, you know, take their first steps. He's like, I did something and, and, I, and I'm yeah, proud le- of legit, about it. Legit, the last time I probably finished something on Canvas, I'm not joking, is at least a decade. So, but this guy. Oh, yeah. A, uh, Bro, uh, that guy so. is dumb. I love him. Stoked on him. I hope you're hanging and, him uh, up. Yeah, I think he's going to work with me, but I went to the Michaels, not the Hobby Lobby, because they're gross people. And I bought five more canvases. So I'm going to start sketching something today, too. Uh, what are you against the Hoobie Looby? Is it because they're like judgmental Christians? Yeah. Uh, but do you eat chicken filet? <laughs> I don't. No. Uh, no. Same so what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. At, the, at the end of the day, I feel like most places probably have some old shitty people that are rich in charge that suck. But those two particular companies just happen to have the like perfect storm of rich old shitty people that like donate a lot of their money to like really hateful causes and stuff. Like they really go out of their way to be about it about it. So yeah, I try not to support them if I can avoid it. See, I get. I you. just don't eat fast food. No, I can dig that. I can dig that. Yeah, like I mean, I guess I do eat fast food, but there's like a couple of like only the fast food I eat is like small business, locally owned vegan restaurants. So it's not as much fast so- food as convenient vegan food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and also the convenient vegan food isn't like doesn't happen to be big corporate chains so win-win um, your tablet yeah. isn't in here buddy so i found out um this week what did you find out Robbie's frozen. I'm being invaded by grandchildren. We were just about to find out what he found out. We'll get it right this week. Rapole has left the building. He always does um, that and then he freezes. Wait, did that happen last week? Yeah, he did it for a little bit last week too. Uh, dang. Yeah, um, there's there's actually been quite a few internet problems, I've noticed. Uh, Jason, on Sunday, there was something weird with that, and then this morning, there was a weird thing with the broadcasting, and I don't know, I'm even having connection problems. 
at home. So I'm just assuming the whole internet. That sounds yeah, like something that a cutting uh, in and out. I have to use my data. That sounds like one of those things that like a hip counselor at school would say. Is are you, are you having connection issues at home? Uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm trying my hardest to be in a really good mood right now because uh, when I was texting you earlier, I was thinking like, I'm not going to make the show because I'm literally in bed pouting. So my dog bit me today. I spooked him when I was picking up his bone off the floor and I didn't realize that he was still playing with it. And so he, you know, bit me. Um, not on purpose. He felt really bad when he realized what he did, but I have my thumb all wrapped up right now. I was texting early and that like, that surprisingly bummed me out like really bad. Am I? Hey, Hey, I am on my cell phone now. Welcome back. Phone to portrait. I did, but it's not fucking doing the thing. Oh, yeah, it is doing weird things. <laughs> Man. Rabbi sounds like you got some problems. I do have some problems. My network yeah. got severe problems. He, he loves bad internet. That's his fucking problem. Dude, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever the rap says. I love bad internet. That's my fucking problem. <laughs> I, I love it because that song will play at our shop like once a week and every time I like call it out, I'm like, is that a problem? <laughs> so <laughs> best life, I don't know. Am I am I over here uh portrait mode yet or no? Uh you're still sideways. Is it supposed to be that way? There you go. Now you're up right side up. Yeah, now you're right side up, but you're vertical. Which is fine. You're okay, Cole. Go ahead back to your tablet. <laughs> Kyle just texted me. Check to see if you have rotation lock on your phone. I don't think so. You do. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you do. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, that's it. Why the fuck would I have rotation lock on? I didn't do this. All right. There we go. He has sustained verticality. (laughs) I thought it was a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. I I solved that problem. Um, But so. You can tell us you found out something. Yeah, I found out something. That I am um, a very uh, emotionally charged person when it comes to politics, and oh, in a yeah. in a different way than I ever expected. Because I don't watch the news, I don't follow politics, but like I really fucking hate injustice, right? I and already so- know what you're gonna talk about. <laughs> what I got a crazy feeling. Uh, any any videos that surfaced? No, he doesn't go here. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, now apparently that's, 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 I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh boy. That's a different bag of chips. You want to yeah. go with that off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk later, but 
Okay. That's a whole other yeah. thing to unpack. Yeah. That would and be you a know, three-hour conversation just there. So, um, just I, not another person getting shot for no reason. Oh, that one, the the Tyree guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw bits of that. No, no, I saw bits of that. Um, on the social media. Uh, I'm still, so I, I find out news from social media. So right now I know that there was a black man that got murdered by possibly black cops. And they're saying it was still a race crime. So like, uh, th- this ties into it. Um, so here, let's talk about it. Uh, I don't really know what's going on, right? But it's fucking horse shit that there is the possibility that it could be people same race as him racially fucking acting out and abusing their power um when i get starting to talk about things that i'm passionate about i turn fucking ridiculous um i was tattooing my chiropractor and uh as we were tattooing we started talking about like all like my feelings and emotions around like the time that covid came out and like how I was really fucking very annoyed at the way all of human race was acting and like how I was the guy in the hospital for a year prior not being able to move and everybody's bitching about not being able to leave their house. Um, But like, as I'm telling this, like I'm not getting charged up now. And I think it's because I've convinced myself that it's not okay to get charged up about this shit. But as I'm tattooing her over the course of like two hours, I ended up, just like riding this wave of fucking anger, like, and getting like real indignant about how I felt about the injustices that happen in this world and about how like, I truly believe that there's like Illuminati that everything outside of our fucking natural government. And like, it's bigger than just our president. And like, there's a lot, every fucking country's involved and nobody's fucking safe from the injustices of all the gross fucking disgusting people that are out there that are fucking doing everything they can for fucking financial gain and their own personal situations. Um, so I have to be careful when talking about certain subjects <laughs> to not trigger myself because it's mad easy to get triggered about how fucking ridiculous and unjust our whole entire world is, uh, depending on the perspective you take. Do you want to go back in the computer? Uh, does it work? Is it going to work? Am I going to stay on? I'll mute my phone and jump on the computer. Don't jump on the computer. That's how you break it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Robbie, it's, um, I can actually relate to that. I, um, I don't normally feel very politically motivated except for when it comes to case of injustices. And um, especially, uh, I mean, for me personally, I have, I've always had a little bit of a problem with authority because I don't like being told what to do. Um, But, you know, especially when people that are in authority positions take advantage of their power power and, literally over a thousand innocent people are murdered um in just a year and everything uh it can be really hard not to let things trigger you 
because that can lead to fights that simply aren't necessary for that point in time. Uh, do you know what I mean? In the situation I was in the other day, I felt bad that I was like politically charging a tattoo session that had nothing to do with politics. And I felt like I was like inciting this weird little riot over here that I shouldn't be, you know, uh, inciting so badly. So uh, on the same vein as what you're saying, it's like injustices, right? And like, I just, I just didn't realize I like have, I, I didn't realize that I had passion about political issues. Um, and while this is in no means going to be a political podcast, I never want to do that. Uh, it's just really fucking weird that that happens to me. Um, and I think you just nailed it, Medusa. Like, um, being the person that doesn't want to be told what to do, uh, having authority issues, like, you know, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. That was one of my favorite songs uh, by Rage yeah, growing one of my up. Favorite songs. You know, like, and and that's just who I am. You know, Donna always jokes, uh, if you want me to do something, just tell me I can't. You know, like, that's part of the reason why she got pregnant. The doctors were like, she can't have a baby. And I'm like, yeah, watch me, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, dog, she it went was, to a fucking... She had a, she had a spite baby and then named it Zen. <laughs> <laughs> like, she went to the fucking this one doctor and uh, this motherfucker was like, yeah, with your, with your health problems, because she has endometriosis, with your health problems and your partner being over 40 and smoking pot, you'll never be able to get pregnant. And like, I took that shit as a challenge. Apparently she was already pregnant at that moment because I had made peace with it. Like, well, like similarly, I told myself no babies. Like when my, when my oldest son was born and then I couldn't nail down a good marriage or a good relationship after that, I was like, man, I don't like the way this relationship stuff feels, no babies. And then, you know, mad years later, Donna comes into my life and I removed the restriction from myself. And she jokes, as soon as I felt ready to have a baby, she got pregnant like nothing. And like, we didn't change our prophylactic techniques or anything like that. I just stopped limiting myself from believing that I could have a baby. And so like, I needed to, I needed to remove my restrictions because they like, I couldn't do what the world wanted me to do earlier, which was be normal and have babies with other people. I needed to like hold to my guns. And now here I am. Fuck you. You can't, I, you, I won't do it. You tell me, you know, like you said, I can't have a baby. Well, now I decided it. And now I got to prove you wrong a little bit. And you know, it's funny, Dusty, there was some spite in there. Donna, the whole time, I'm never going to get pregnant. Nobody's ever going to be able to give me a baby. The doctors told me I can't, and I got kind of tired of hearing that. And that was part of my like motivating factor. Like, fuck you, Donna. We're going to make a baby. I promise you. And so, yeah. So if you want me to do something, tell me I can't. Oh, you, you know my life and my work situation. Spite is like my number one motivator. I get it. I mean, I just want to know which doctor thought that weed would, would act as a birth control. Um, because uh, being in my 40s and smoking weed, it diminishes your semen count or some shit like that. It's not just that being in your 40s. 
Yeah, I was going to say, that's true. Like, I wouldn't know so many potheads that are dead. Yeah, because right. there are way exactly. too many pregnant pot Right. <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense. To, it didn't make sense to either one of us. It was, it was frustrating for sure, but like at the same time, I was like, well, here we are. <laughs> like challenge accepted. Right, but like, but like two of my friends that are in their 50s um, both have kids. And like one of them just had a kid. Oh my God. And he's about to have another kid now. And I was like, man, if y'all are having kids in your fifties, I guess I'm clear to have a kid in my forties, you know, like, cause one of my biggest hangups was I thought I was too old. And then like, that was a little weed, uh, a little joint tube. I know that sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I perked up at that sound. I was like, Bob. I know that sound. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) But yeah, so like uh, being, like I said, I I can limit myself, but you can't limit limit me. So if you tell me I can't, you better watch out for what's about to happen. But if I tell me I can't, well, I'm going to, I'm going to listen until I decide that I can. And yeah, seeing Seeing the couple of folks that were were a couple of years older than me having babies, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And now, like, man, I wouldn't have fucking not done it for the world. That little kid is so cool. I ran out there with computer problems and he's fucking in his little um, he's got this like fucking seat with wheels so he can like pedal his feet around and he can walk, but he can't really walk. So he's got this little seat that helps him walk. So he's strolling around in this little fucking scooty thing holding on to a paper towel with a roll of paper towels unraveling behind him. And when I seen him, he looks at me, he throws his hands up in the air and he goes, ha ha. And I was like, dude, and this kid's just fucking playing with paper towels, man. So like the, the crazy ridiculous source of joy this, this child brings um, is something I didn't expect. Uh, I understand what grandparents feel like when they, are super ex- like excited to like have the grandkids because you're you're a different human. Like I was 20 when I fucking had my first kid, man. 21. I'm fucking yeah. 42 now, and I got a nine month old. 20 something fucking years has gone by, and I've learned how to appreciate life more. So now, like the goofy little dumb things my baby does, I can I actually have space for to appreciate because. I'm not constantly worried about work or money or him screaming because he screams a lot. So like, if you're so, if you're so triggered by all the things all the time, you can't take time to enjoy him being a dope and like having the biggest fucking smile on over fucking paper towels. Like, (laughs) so yeah, um, that was really cool. I had something just pop up that I wanted to transition over to and I can't remember. So anyone got something to say? I uh, I have feelings this week, and we're going to talk about them after I take this drink. Playboy, yeah. that's what we're here for. Um, we got feelings. Something that has been upsetting me lately, and I think everyone can relate in some capacity, is uh, I, I like that i'm gonna start with something positive i like that in the year 2023 um the amount of stuff that people can do and that people are allotted to do and this isn't to say that we don't still have a long way to go because we have a long way to go but that like 
imagine even back as far as the 90s go back to the 70s that like oh my whole thing is that i'm gonna dress is anime characters from shows I like and go to a convention of thousands of other people that like to do that. And you would have been like laughed out of the room. I love that as society, we're progressing to where people can do their thing and know who they are and know what they're about and do it. And I think that's great. What I don't like is that I'm seeing more and more people, companies, corporations, just people, artists, fucking shop owners, tattooing, not tattooing, whatever trying to take weird advantage of that and i feel like i have seen way too much lately of people that are really pushing an agenda of you can be you can be yourself and know what you're about and how you do your thing and you can be totally unashamedly you but you gotta follow like i'm gonna get you there and i've seen it way too much from people whether it be that they own shops, they have podcasts, it's people that sell a product, it's people that have a clothing line, it's people that teach a seminar, it's all these people, and they're very much pushing for, I, I, can, I can support you being you, but only if you fuck with me, because that's the only way you're going to get to get the freedom to be you. And I feel like society as a whole is selling us this whole, like, be unique, be individual, be you, but like, this way and it's very frustrating to me that i'm seeing a lot of people being not who they are because they have been basically told you need to be yourself and be individually uniquely you this way uh the way that our the way that our clothing life's clothing line lifestyle goes for it the way that this diet and we do this food box as you live and it kind of destroys the whole point of being unique and being a fucking weirdo and embracing your weirdoness and knowing who you are and what you do and kind of just turns people into little fucking lapdogs and mini me's that think they're being unique because they're emulating someone else that tells them to be unique and uh i don't know if any of that tracked because i kind of talked around in a little bit of a circle uh, but it's been super frustrating me lately to see a lot of people online that are a lot more worried about the character that they want to be versus seeing themselves while equally talking about how unique and quirky and different they are. And it's like, I can only hear so many people that listen to the same you know, podcast or wear the same outfit or shop the same coffee brand to be like, I'm individually unique. And it's like, you're just emulating this thing that you want that told you you're unique because they want your money. Yeah. So I guess I, I feel what you're saying because like you and I definitely know like the time when being unique was hard. Um, actually all of us do in this group, in this room. Um, Amber, I think you're closer in age to me. Um, yeah. Do you probably remember how much harder it was to be a weird kid? Like, dude, when oh I was- Oh my God, I was bullied so much. Dude, when I was when I was in high school, I carried a fucking lunchbox and I wore a dog collar and people didn't know how to handle that. And I was at, I don't even know what you would call it. Um, a, a racially diverse school that was extraordinarily not, um, not white. So I was a severe minority in a situation where I got picked on for being white and I was afraid of being white sometimes, um, then confused because I'm Cuban also. 
So like, I'm like, but I don't know who I am because like, you're telling me I'm white, but I, I know I'm Cuban um, and I'm getting beat up for being white. Um, and then I'm also getting looked at for being weird by the other weird kids because they're a different type of weird than me. And like, yes, so I know what it's like to go to grow up in a weird situation where like trying to be unique wasn't cool. I remember like that was a time when like being gay was something that kids were trying to do, but then also other kids were trying to be cool by being gay. So like in the yeah. same way that you're saying, Dusty, people are like filling these agendas with these certain fucking tick boxes that don't need to be ticked. And so yeah. now, and and so hey, like, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say yeah. it, it, it's it's people are trying to hit these tick boxes, and it's crazy because I think that I know a lot of people that are trying to hit certain tick boxes that are already kind of unique or weird or different people that I fuck with, but they're trying to hit those tick boxes. Like you said, I I remember uh, probably like two thousand, late nineties, early two thousand, being in high school. And uh, the top of my head was like blue and I wore Lee pipes and like band t-shirts. And I had a wallet chain that went so low that it would like snag around my kneecap sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I fucking listened to like Rancid and Op Ivy and all this shit. And uh, like, I was like right around 99, 2000 that like Dashboard Confessional and Sum 41 and a couple of these bands broke. And I had all these kids that like, I just fucked with because they were really good at GoldenEye or they were into like, skateboarding or some weird shit that all of a sudden we're like oh this is my life and i'm like you're already cool and it's not that i even really mind it because i'm like oh it's music i fuck with and stuff but it's like it's weird it, I, I didn't take it in the offense of like oh you're stealing my bit it was more so like you have your bit why are you suddenly changing it because someone else told you that's the only way that you can be an individual and it's by like destroying your individuality and it really is at the end of the day we just know so many people that are trying to get people to give up their spark and their uniqueness and their fun stuff to emulate them because it benefits them financially in the long run. And it's just, I don't know, it's just me out lately. So I feel like, I, dude, right as you started, right as you were talking in that last little bit, I just kept hearing injustice. And I think that's like where oh. we're at. Like, you're just bitching yeah. about injustice and like yeah. just like me and medusa were bitching about injustice like it's weird i had a thought recently like because you know we go through things like your thing right now is being pissed about that right that's like your mind is consuming you at times with like getting frustrated yeah. and so in six months it'll be a different frustration uh or it'll be an, an exaltation right because sometimes we focus on something to like praise and sometimes we focus on the things that we want to break down or dismantle. So it's just interesting, like right now that that injustice is heavy for you. And it's interesting that I realize that my injustices are pretty heavy for me right now. And like, I don't know how to work through that other than like acknowledging and allowing it to be. And really, dude, uh, I seen this one video today. Somebody it said, "How are you always so happy?" And it was a woman drinking water. And then the song comes on and it says, "Drink water, mama business. Drink water, mama business. Drink water, mama business." And like that's it. So like, Aww. we just got to focus on taking care of ourselves and mind our own business. Otherwise, we're gonna get caught up in the injustices and the way they piss us off. 
Oh, for sure. So, and that's, I think, I could, I could half of my clientele by saying this, but like the drink water mama business thing, like the term mama has been monopolized to a, 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 a strong extent. Like, I feel like there's definitely a big sect of like the like MLM kind of people online are like the same people that are like I don't even know how to describe it uh the like I'm a grind mom I'm gonna put on my 90s hip-hop and grind mom and I'm like do you even fucking like 90s hip-hop do you even really (laughs) like your fucking life or is it that this whole sect of fucking hip Ugg boot Han Solo outfit moms on Instagram have convinced you that that's what you're supposed to be doing right. to be a cool mom. I can't function yeah. without my pumpkin spice. And it's like, you're do you totally- fucking like pumpkin spice or is it no, that it's a I thing? Apple spider. Right. So I was told by a guy years ago that if you're a tattooer, you have to like Johnny Cash. So what did I do? I learned to like Johnny Cash. I well, really you do. should, so I but you not because you're a tattooer. I Johnny Cash. What was that more, Amber? <laughs> uh, well, you should like Johnny Cash, but not because you're a tattooer. Right. Just and that, because and that, Johnny Cash is iconic. Right. And like at the time, my musical taste didn't really dig Johnny Cash, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it until I find a way to connect with this, you know, because like that's one of the check mark boxes I need to hit. And you're absolutely right. That doesn't feel good living like that, Dusty. Medusa, you had your hand up a while ago and I fucking was in the middle of a thought process and didn't want to run it out. So holler at your boy, what you saying? You're muted. You're muted, doggy. <laughs> okay, I was just practicing before. <laughs> so um, I got I got to tell you guys like first first of all, I go over these conversations we have and stuff at other times in my life. Like I had a whole fucking idea and spiel in response to something you said a few weeks ago in the shower the other day. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, that's what Robbie and Dusty were talking about. And by the time I like got out of the shower and everything, it's like, what was I gonna text them? But but anyways, uh, um, I was wanting to respond to uh, Dusty a little bit. It sounds like what I'm getting from your frustrations is it sounds like you're really upset with people following trends Mm. that imply that they're being authentic to themselves, but Mm. it's actually just following a trend. And I can see that that could be frustrating because you're looking at them and you're like, but that's not what you're really into. You're just following a trend. Uh, But I think one of the things is, especially with trends coming and going and everything, is that people follow them because they don't actually know what they're really into. And so they're trying out these new personality quirks and taking it for a ride. And if it sticks, it sticks. But if it doesn't, they're following on to the next trend because they're still on a journey to find out who they are. So maybe they aren't doing an injustice by just following a trend. Maybe they're just trying it out. I think they are. I think you helped me better verbalize what I was saying that was upsetting me. It's not that people are trying trends. Uh, it's that the people at the top of the trend pyramid aren't pimping that trend because they give a fuck about any of these people or because 
Exactly. It's people that are, well, if I push this trend, if I push this podcast, if I push this lifestyle, if I push this diet, uh, gullible people will give me their money. It's people on how to better your life and all they do is regurgitate the secret and don't give a fuck about anybody in their class. It's people that push a certain diet that they don't really give a fuck about, but they're getting paid by HelloFresh to like plug it. It's people that, how many tattoo artists do we know that like shit talk their clients, shit talk everything about the process, shit talk the tattoo, and then hop online and are like, the honor, 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 pleasure, distinguish, honor, pleasure, distinguish every fucking tattoo they post. It was my honor. I'm so distinguished and pleasured my honor. It was my privilege. It was my honor. And I'm like, dude, you fucking shit talked that Pinterest tattoo the entire time leading up to it, the instant they left. And then you'd take this like honor, privilege. It's such an honor. It's my privilege oh, to honor this God. person. Uh, like it, it's I completely misunderstood. Fucking, yeah. And, and it's and not now, because oh that person, God. you know, it, it's 1000% the idea being that there are people that are pushing these lifestyles and they get people kind of to act like total fucking tools. And it's not because they care about the person. It's because they care about subscribing more people to their product or their service or their agenda. And, I, uh, I, yeah, I can, I can get behind that frustration. And when you sense. worded it in a tattoo sense, I like completely understood. <laughs> and also like, I know that guy and I'm mad too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that guy is necessarily a douchebag it's that you've got all these people that are the trendsetters that are acting that way when they don't really feel that way to get other people to kind of do the mini them thing because it validates them and it gets really weird really quick well so i've got a lot um that's what been coming like? up with in my life about stuff like this and dusty you have i you and i have talked about a lot of this stuff off off camera um but like with with paying for coaching over the past three, four years uh, and being a coach myself, I've had a huge battle with that because like there's been coaches where I'm like, man, I don't really believe in this person. And then I do believe in them. And then I don't believe in them or like their process is confusing. And then I don't think it works. And then a year or two later, I'm like, wow, that shit really did work. Um, and things like that. And I've followed in my confusion, like Medusa was saying, I didn't know who I wanted to be in these instances. So I followed the leader when really I should have trusted myself because the answers were inside the whole time. Like you said, who you are is who you are. You don't have to do other things. That other people don't have to do. And I've fallen prey a lot of the time to feeling like I'm not good enough because I had an instance with somebody that I looked up to and then realize they're just human and I'm not really a huge fan of everything they're screaming. Now, think about it this way. Look at those people that way. And when you look at it and that's... When you look at it that way in that scenario, how many coaches have you had that outside of coaching reached out to you and were just like, hey, man, what up? You doing good? Just checking in on you. Life good? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? I'm sure you've had at least a couple. I've had a lot of them, yeah. That's that's fucking rad. That's somebody that wants to help you. And they're reaching out because you entrusted them to help you and they're helping you. How many coaches have you had that have been like, this is the secret. This is the way to fix everything. I don't care that our lives are different, that you're different, whatever. 
do this, implement this, no matter what, it'll work. You just have to be kind of like me and worship me and fucking do me with all your problems. And then even if it does fix anything or doesn't fix anything, it puts you in a situation where you are... Sometimes their stuff helps, sometimes it doesn't, but they're not checking in on you. They're not anything. They got your money. They sold the fucking thing that they sell. And, and you know, that's that. And it, it, those are the people that like, it's just a cash grab. And it is so frustrating to me because in tattooing and a lot of other things in my life, I'm seeing more of that happen because people are like, oh, I can use Instagram to perpetuate this cash grab. I can use you know, social media to perpetuate this cash grab. I can use this stuff to perpetuate this cash grab. And it just kind of turns any impressionable people around them that might be looking for an identity. And it just kind of fucking douchebags for a while until they either figure it out or don't. Right. Uh, and it, it is those same people, coaching being the example you gave, that don't really check in with you unless they need something or don't really whatever unless they need whatever but just kind of push, you know, be like me, be like me, be like me. Right, right. And the be like me Boys, thing, individuality. I, I had a very, I, I'm very bad at that when it comes to teaching tattooing. Um, I'm like, look, here's the thing. I know how I tattoo. And if you be like me, you will win. But like, if you don't be like me, you will not win. And I have to make sure that like, I don't go too far on the be like me train because like I can work hard and fast and not destroy people's skin. Not everyone can do that. So like, and if we're and now take that outside of tattooing right now, if you're just talking about, you know, human coaching, business coaching, fucking style coaching, you know, like if you get too much, well, you have to wear this van sweatshirt exactly this way with your earbuds in with this exact size hole, you know, like, you yeah. know, like then, then that's your look for today, but that's not your true authentic look. Like I used to hate dudes with big here, big old, uh, old here, uh, ear holes. I used to think they were mad, stupid looking. And I used to think they were, you know, trying to be something they weren't. And now I have two inches in my ears. So, you know, it's interesting how, you know, we go through the things and sometimes I feel like we push against the thing initially because we do like it, you know, like, uh, you know, they, they always say the, the homophobic guy is usually the guy that wants to be gay, you know, <laughs> like, so for me, I'm always like, man, I hate this. And then I usually end up being like, oh, well, I guess I don't hate that so bad. And then I like can settle up with it. And then I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is nice. Now we're cuddling together, you know, me and this idea that I hated <laughs> before. Um, so, yeah, man, I I feel and, and something popped into my head when I was talking a minute ago. Uh, Really, I feel like what's going on here, the, 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 the biggest teaching lesson here is to fucking drink water and mind your business. Yeah. You mama shit. You know, because really, like, yes, and, and, and you're, while your feelings are super valid and everything you're talking about, I truly agree with the injustices that are there suck when there's puppet masters that are fucking just milking people's pockets. Uh, for their personal gain, but not the people below them's personal gain, that sucks. But like, that's going to happen no matter what. There's always going to be a mega church that's out for people's money. And there's always oh, going to yeah. be a pastor that gives a fuck about people and wants to help them change their lives. 
Um, yeah. you know what I'm and, saying? And, and I agree with what you're getting at, because when you were talking about the political thing, I have always been of the mind of, uh, I think there was one week where you weren't here in Medusa and I did the podcast and we had this exact conversation, but that as tattoo artists, we're allowed certain opinions. And when you're tattooing a close friend, you might have certain opinions, but we're kind of like Switzerland as far as business owners and human beings go, where we're neutral. There's a lot of, you know, you can tattoo the most punk rock leftist people and you can tattoo a cop the next week. And it's, it just is what it is. And like, I may feel ways about different things. I have super strong political fucking beliefs and I spend like at least an hour a day reading the news and stuff. Uh, most people don't know them because I'm pretty chill about it. And I just yeah. drink water in my-, in my own fucking business. Unless somebody's at like, if you're out here like, Oh, I think Hitler was pretty cool. Like I'm probably going to kick your fucking head off, but like beyond, <laughs> uh, you know, beyond common sense shit like i think all races that aren't white should burn like yeah fuck you get out of here um but like right right. really as a whole if people are like i think x y or z i'm just kind of like ah and keep tattooing uh you know and it is what it is (laughs) and we're all kind of that way so i 1000 percent get you on that um but it's definitely i still see it and internally i'm just like and then occasionally link up with people like you that I'm just like, all right, can I vent for a minute? Right. And uh, we have absolutely I... had our, our phone calls where like I look down at the little thing in my car because I've been parked outside the gas station for a half an hour. And I'm like, fuck, we're an hour and a half into this phone call. <laughs> I really, really wanted to go get these golden grams. You're the best person to kill time with on the phone. I hate it, man. If, if I know you're calling, then you have the perfect timing too because every time you call, I have time. So I end up answering and we just fucking riff for like way too long. But one of the other things, so so I thought about what it was that killed me when I was tattooing her hands the other day, my chiropractor. Yeah. It really got me jazzed up and juiced up and like feeling indignant and like completely like we needed to make some justice for the world because we were something related to like the government giving a fuck about our health, right? And I was like, if the government gave a fuck about our health, we wouldn't have run out of fucking toilet paper for COVID because they would have actually been paying attention to what's real and not been pushing some sort of weird fucking agenda to fucking boost some industry. And fucking McDonald's wouldn't be the fucking number one food chain in the world if fucking the government cared about our health. They would make McDonald's illegal because that... Damn, he got so mad he froze himself. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yep. That's uh, he has such really good points though. I yeah. uh I oh, yeah. I gotta let myself not get heated. Hey, like I'm back. That. Hey, 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 what's hey. up? You, yeah, <laughs> you okay there? Well, you guys, you guys got me at the perfect fucking the perfect moment. I, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure fucking big fast food industry throws the podcast. Yeah, dude. But seriously, Dude, I don't eat fucking fast food. If our government fucking gave a shit about us, this stuff wouldn't fucking be at the front of our fucking economic culture. It wouldn't be at the front yeah. of our fucking social culture. Fucking McDonald's is way too fucking normal in everyone's fucking life for our government to give a shit about our health. Because if they cared about our health, we would fucking 
not have food like that shoved down our throats. Bro, do you know that during fucking COVID, I was going stir crazy. And when I'd go out and get food, I'd be like, well, I need to be health conscious. Let me get a grilled chicken sandwich and a salad on the side. They're like, sorry, COVID killed grilled chicken and salads. And I'm like, what the fucking shit? Now you got a fried chicken to eat it? This is bullshit. You're lying to me. Nobody gives a shit about my health. And fast food is getting more unhealthy again. When five years ago, fast food was all trying to do salads and grilled chicken everywhere. And now they got unhealthy again. So yeah, um, there's my soapbox. It appears uh, on accident sometimes. And congratulations. You guys just saw me at my worst when it comes to bitching about politics. And that's the type of shit I get mad about because it's not about people anymore. Like, but they Ooh, say that was a pretty chill worst. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm interested. About politics gets worse than that. Imagine if you're fucking getting your hand blasted by me and I'm fucking doing this. I feel like that would be um, intense. Dog, my energy <laughs> is All right, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see you both next week and yep. i'm oh. really curious about what your and en- what your energy your vibes yeah. are uh when there isn't like there. a screen separating no. us honestly dude you have no idea how many times i've said that to people on the other side of the screen <laughs> dusty are you jerking off a ghost bro nah i'm just shaking up a oh homie you were like we got a little bit on you you're like yeah me and pac-man but uh yeah the other side the other side of the camera uh part of the reason why i do a lot of broadcasts with no shirt on is because i am um i do have mild insecurities about my body uh actually they're probably more major than i say they are um but i've gotten to live with them a lot more and love myself more over the years um so a lot of the time that i do the rad movement stuff uh, or this stuff, you know, I'll, I'll be like, should I wear a shirt? Oh my God. Can they see my nipples? I'm so fucking weird about people seeing my nipples. It's so dumb. So, like, <laughs> so um, but I fucking blacked out a dude's nipple the other day and we were talking about that. And he was like, yeah, I kind of don't really like my nipples. And I'm like, that's weird. You're kind of sexy dog. Like your build is fucking killer. Like, why are you worried about your nipples? He's like, I just don't really like them. I'm like, huh? Interesting. So, um, but yeah, and uh, now I've gotten off topic. Oh, really? like, the, so the, the reason per- why you're naked on camera. Well, the per- and I'm trying to be the most authentic version of myself to the people on the other side of the camera. So it's not fully manicured, you know, like, so it's not like, oh, I'm not in my son's bedroom with a rad banner behind me. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I, I tell the truth about who I am, what I go through, and I try to be real. Like, I had a number of people in the past few months come up to me and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm living life. Why? They're like, your social media looks really sad right now. Like, the, the rad movement videos you're putting out are pretty fucking dark. And I'm like, I go through dark shit. I need y'all to understand that I am not. I, I don't just fucking drink water and mind my business. All right, bitch? I get unhappy. All right? So, like. I want everyone to see that I do get unhappy. I am a fuck up sometimes. I will, you know, kick the dog and yell at the baby. You know what I'm saying? Not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not 
a great person all the time. I'm a fucking human, just like you are, just like everyone is. So I need it. I, I do my best to be my most authentic self without putting forth a produced version of myself to be authentic. So I'm interested to hear how you take me and Dusty uh, in real life. She will, she will see that I am very much, uh, and I hope that you back this thought up. Uh, I am. I'm going to disagree a, just for a, fun. You told me to agree, so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a pretty like kind and helpful person, I would like to think, and I try to be a very positive human. Uh, yeah. I am like a fucking S tier fucking pro level shit talker. And I think she will see that more in person. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm excited. Been, been, uh, multiple trips to Florida where it's been like 3 a.m. And Donna and I will just be like, just oh cutting it, shit talking. And Robbie's like, you guys have to go to bed. And I'm like, no, fuck and everyone. I'm like, and I'm like, fuck you. I'm taking my leg and i'm getting out of here i'm going to lay down see you fuckers I later because he'll say that and then we'll say just the right word and he'll pop oh, back in like well act- well actually you guys got me and jason both to fucking come back into the room with one comment that one night like jason had gone into his room i was walking i was down the hallway i was just passing his room about to be at my room and these two dumb fucks said some shit and I turn around and I'm like, and furthermore, and Jason busts out of his room and he's like, and furthermore, because these two fuckers are really good at keeping the, the late night girl chat going. So like, it's very fun. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, when Dusty came down the first time, he was way more subdued than I expected the Dusty man to be. So it, t- it takes me a minute to know who I can be comfortable around or not, uh, just as far as um, my shit talking goes. But <laughs> I kind of hit the point where I was like, I don't give a fuck, whatever. Uh, so now that's where we're at. Right. And you know what's funny? So I've noticed like uh, being an empath, like if I'm around people that are like being reserved or being insecure or things like that, I will take on that, that trait a lot of the time. And you be get like, oh. insecure? Yeah. Wait, you, you're oh, shocked. No. no, no. I'm just worried because uh, with new people in person, like I'm more myself when I'm on camera because I'm in the comfort of my home. I have my dog on my bed next to me. You know, I'm actually literally in my bed right now. So you're getting me in a very comfortable space. But if I'm there in person in front of you i'll be completely different not because i'm not being authentic because when i first meet people i'm hella awkward very reserved very shy very insecure because i haven't gotten a grasp of you in person yet so Mm. if you feed off of that we're both going to be sitting there being all like like i won't do it (laughs) you're going to be you know what I'm saying? You're going to be in my tattoo shop in my area. So I'll feel that insecurity and I might like get like, I might start things that I shouldn't, but I'll push through it. Especially having this conversation now, I'll probably force you purposely past these spots. Be like, that, hey. That's actually pretty helpful. But uh, cool. uh, yeah, no, uh, um, I know that you guys are probably going to, I mean, because we're only spending like one evening together and everything. You're oh, not yeah. going to get, we're not going to get you a... out of your shell. Oh, we'll get you out of your shell. 
well, yeah, you're going to be at the shop. We're going to be dicking around all day. Then we're going to go get food. If you need to crash, you're more than welcome to crash at the crib. You know what I'm saying? So like, we're all good here, dog, you know, but yeah, it's, and if I do, if I do feel it pop up after this conversation, I'll definitely be like, I'm feeling insecure. Are you feeling insecure, Medusa? Let's fucking, let's smoke a bowl about it or something. Let's do it. Yeah, now. I'll be like, bro, I'm hell insecure. Let's smoke about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I know on one of the fucking broadcasts I had, I said that I was cutting back on my smoking and I have been, um, but like, dude, I'm just like trying to, I don't want to smoke pot every day for the rest of my life because I'm afraid what it's going to do to my body. And I don't want to cause problems in the long run. I do truly enjoy the medicinal benefits that marijuana has for my mental state. Um, so, and in that whole, like not wanting to be one of those people that lies, like I had to come back and be like, yeah, I've been smoking lots again, <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting ride getting healthy, becoming more healthy, um, identifying what's healthy for you and not. Oh, weird shit. Life's, life's a weird ride. And uh, Renee is starting her um, paint night at 6 p.m. on the dot. So we're ending at 6 p.m. Actually, um, I'm going to start wrapping up right now uh, so we don't go over. And um, yeah, I think we're doing really good at keeping it to an hour now. <laughs> yeah how uh, to do though it's so easy to go over it's so easy you know because like like dusty said you know him and donna were bullshitting that the, every night when we were in tampa and like they kept pulling me out of my element like of going to sleep i'm like i need to go to sleep and they're like ha, 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 let's giggle and i'm like shut up but one really cool thing um the last two people i tattooed uh the one dude with the blackout nipple situation, uh, me and him giggled like we were 12 years old the whole time he was getting tattooed. And it was so fun. I felt like we were at a sleepover. And like every so often he'd just be like, you can't shut up in there. Cause we just kept giggling like children. And then the next dude I tattooed yesterday, one of my really good friends, I did a blackout on him. And um, man, as soon as he got out of the fucking car when we got to the shop, he fucking said something like, you know, like, yeah, man, I've been in fucking prison for mad years before all this. Like, anything that happens in my fucking life is, like, way better. So, like, I'm doing wonderful no matter what. And, like, this dude's fuck, and, and he's always giggly and goofy and smiley. Because, like, well, you don't have to be fucking tough anymore. So, um, I will leave you all with this charge. Go fucking play. Go enjoy yourselves. Play with your inner child. Let that motherfucker giggle. Uh, remember to have gratitude. Love yourselves. Be good to each other. Be best to yourself. And um, have a great night. Thanks. So, yeah, so, thank you for always being here with me, Medusa and Amber. Thank you for showing up when you guys can. Um, Dusty and Medusa, I'll see you guys soon. Dusty, I'll see you sooner. Uh, and uh, let's line up details for your arrival Thursday, Dusty. And uh, everyone, thank you for joining in. Thank you, Reinventing the Tattoo. Uh, thank you, Guy and Gabe. Thank you, Kyle, my man in the chair. Uh, I love you all. Have a great fucking day. And I'm going Bye. to...